Bahay kubo kahit munti ang halaman doon ay sari-sari singkamas sa talong sigarilya sa't mani sitaw bataw patani kundol patola upot kalabasa at saka mayroon pang Labanos mustasa, sibuyas, kamatis, bawang at luya. Sa paligid-ligid ay puno ng linga. Episode 12, Bahay Kubo Meron bang pag-aagam-agam? Meron bang mga katanungan? Meron bang mga bagay na bumabagabag sa iyong kaisipan? Tulad ng sino, saan, bakit, sa paanong paraan? Mga tanong tungkol sa kalikasan o mga bagay tungkol sa ating katawan? Atin yung bibigyan ng kasagutan. Mga sayantitikong sagot sa mga katanungan ni Juan, dito natin yan pag-uusapan. Ito ang Hainayan na Tagham The Podcast. Magandang araw mga kabayo! Welcome to another episode of Hainay na Tagam, the podcast. And this is now episode number 12. And for this episode, ang pag-uusapan natin ay, well, you guess it right, we're going to talk about the different plants that is actually present in the song Bahay Kubo. Ano-ano nga bang mga pag-uusapan natin for this particular episode? Well, first and foremost, pag-uusapan natin ang biodiversity ng mga halaman. What is actually our definition of a fruit and a vegetable? Ano nga ba talaga ang tunay na definition if we're going to consider the botany perspective ng isang gulay at ng isang prutas? Then pag-uusapan din natin dito ang iba't ibang mga examples ng iba't ibang mga halaman and we're going to have a deeper discussion regarding the different plants that is mentioned in the song Bahay Kubo. So kung handa na kayo sa mga magiging discussions natin since ito ay medyo mahaba-haba, buckle up your seatbelts and let's start this discussion. We can actually categorize the plants into three major groups. The first one, ito yung mga tinatawag natin na mga bryophytes or these are now the different plants that are seedless and at the same time non-vascular plants. Or wala na nga silang buto, wala pa silang presence ng vascular tissues na tinatawag natin na xylem at phloem. Yung vascular tissues na yun ang bahala sa movement ng iba't ibang mga materials just like um, water and even food products all throughout the body of those plants. Ang mga halaman ay meron dalawang uri ng vascular tissues. Meron tayong tinatawag dito na xylem na bahala sa movement ng water, while the rest of the different materials na present sa mga halaman, ito naman ay bahalang i-guide ng flow web. So, those are the different vascular tissues na absent sa mga bryophytes. Um, when it comes to the bryophytes, ang mga examples natin dito, we have the presence of the liverwort and even the presence of hornwort and even the mosses. Yun yung mga examples natin pagdating sa presence ng bryophytes or sila nga yung seedless non-vascular plants. While the seedless vascular plants, ito na yung second category natin, this now includes the lycophytes and at the same time the terophytes. Yung mga lycophytes, ito yung mga ancient types ng mga vascular plants. While in the case of the terophytes, ang mga common examples natin dito are the ferns or yung tinatawag natin na pako. Also, we have the presence of equisetum or ito yung mga tinatawag naman natin na horsetails and even the presence of silotum or the Um, with ferns. 
na usually nakikita natin sa mga gardens na ginagawang additional na decorative um, material or accent sa mga gardens since they are very simple kung titingnan natin and yes, wala talaga silang bulaklak at wala talaga silang seeds pero meron naman silang vascular tissues named as xylem and phloem. While the third classification, ito naman yung tinatawag natin na mga seeded vascular plants. Ito na yung mga halaman na merong buto and at the same time meron silang presence ng vascular tissues. Na kapag sinabi natin na seeded vascular plants, meron tayong dalawang categories para sa kanila. The first one, we have the presence of the conifers or ito na yung group na tinatawag natin na gymnosperms or they are actually possessing naked seed. Ito yung uri ng seeded vascular plants na walang fruits but rather they only have the presence of the seed na present lang sa isang compartment na hindi talaga siya fleshy or hindi naman talaga siya nanggaling doon sa ovary ng isang bulaklak. Unlike in the second classification na tinatawag naman natin ng mga angiosperms. The angiosperms became the most successful types of plants simply because they possess here the modifications known as the presence of flowers and at the same time, meron din silang presence ng fruits. Okay? Those fruits are actually protecting the seed until the seed is mature enough for it to be germinated. So, ganun ang nangyayari. When it comes to the presence of angiosperms, we can actually categorize them based on two major groups. Okay, please take note. Two major groups muna ang pag-uusapan natin, pero maraming uri ng angiosperms, okay? Kasi mas magpo-focus lang muna tayo dun sa mga halaman that would simply be mentioned in the song Bahay Kubo. So basically, meron tayong dalawang uri ng classification. And I guess you are somewhat aware of this. We have the presence of the monocots and the eudicots. Please take note, monocots and eudicots. Okay? Outdated na po yung term natin na dicot. Because sa bagong classification ngayon ng mga halaman, pagdating sa mga angiosperms, sila na ay categorized as either monocots and eudicots. Okay? Pero remember, meron pa nga po tayong iba pang uri ng classifications pagdating sa mga angiosperms. Kung tutuusin, madali lang talaga maklasify kung monocot ba or eudicot ang isang halaman. Well, one of the very first um, and easiest way para malaman ninyo kung isa nga ba itong monocot or eudicot, it is by means of looking at their leaves. So, pagdating sa mga dahon nila, um, you're just actually going to look at uh, two major parts. The first one, ito yung base, and at the same time, the second one, ito naman yung veins na present do sa mismong blade ng isang dahon. So, kapag kinoconsider natin yung base, or kapag sinabi natin base, ito na ngayon yung part na kung saan malapit sa stem. Okay? Ito na yung connected ngayon sa stem. Pagdating sa mga monocots, yung kanilang base, it is actually possessing a leaf sheet, or ito na ngayon yung shape ng mismong base ng dahon na kung saan ito ay nakahog, or gumagawa ito ng crescent and connection. And sobrang dikit na dikit ito dun sa mismong stem. Unlike in the case of eudicots, ang mga eudicots meron silang presence dito ng pitiol. Or ang pitiol is actually a portion of that midrib na kung saan medyo malayo yung mismong base ng isang dahon mula dun sa mismong stem. Okay? So that's the thing about their 
basis. Then, when it comes to the Venetian na present sa mga dahon ng mga monocots, it is actually parallel pagdating sa kanilang midrib. Kapag sinabi natin yung midrib, ito na ngayon yung portion ng mismong dahon na kung saan meron ng central na vein na makikita dun sa mga dahon na yon. Yung central vein na yon at yung pinaka-conspicuous o yung pinaka-nakikita na vein, ito yung tinatawag natin na midrib. Then, kung parallel ang movement ng veins na present dun sa dahon na yon, there is actually a large possibility that that plant is an example of a monocot. Kaso kung netted naman yung venation or para lang siyang walang specific na pattern pagdating doon sa veins na present kapag tiningnan or kapag na-trace mo yung mismong midrib, that is now an example of a possible eudicot. So those are actually some of the ways on how we can classify different plants based on their leaves. Now, our next agenda, what is actually the difference between the market definition of fruits and vegetables to its botany definition. If we're going to consider now the jargon na ginagamit pagdating sa palengke, specifically kapag sinabi natin na prutas at gulay, hindi ba kapag sinabi natin na prutas, ito yung anything na nilalagay sa fruit salad, nilalagay sa dessert, kasi sila ay matamis o kaya naman ay maasim. While in the case of the vegetables, sila naman yung madalas na inilalagay sa ulam kasi hindi kaaya-aya ang kanilang lasa o kaya naman ito ay mapait or mapakla and... Madalas talaga na ginagamit sa mga savory dishes or sila yung madalas na isinasangkap sa chapsuy, pinakbit, so on and so forth or bulang lang or kahit na anong uri man yan ng um, vegetable Filipino dish. Yun yung definition natin ng prutas at gulay pagdating sa market. But in the case of botany perspective, ang definition natin ay iba because when it comes to its definition of fruits, in botany, fruits are anything that came from the flowers. So, kung ito man ay matamis, maasim, mapakla, o kaya naman ay mapait, all of those are examples of fruits. Okay? So, ibig sabihin na nun, ang sayote, ang ampalaya, ang papaya, ang kamatis, ang sili, lahat sila ay mga examples ng fruits. Now, pagdating naman sa definition ng vegetables, it is now any other parts of the plant that didn't derive or hindi nanggaling sa isang bulaklak. We have the presence of the roots, the stems, and even the leaves. So, ang examples natin, the lettuce, ang repolyo, since sila ay mga dahon, sila ay mga gulay. Pagdating naman sa patatas, since we are now utilizing here the tuber, it is now an example of a vegetable. So, when it comes to the presence of fruits and vegetables, fruits doesn't discriminate kung ano man ang kanilang lasa. Kahit na ito man ay walang lasa, kung ito man ay matamis or kung ito man ay mapait, basta ito ay nanggaling sa bulaklak, ito ay isang prutas. Now, if we're going to consider the song Bahay Kubo, we have a total of 18 plants. Labing walong halaman ang pag-uusapan natin sa episode na ito. So, handa na ba kayo? Ang pinakaunang halaman na na-mention sa kantang Bahay Kubo, ito ang singkamas. Meron siyang common name na hikama or Mexican turnip and its scientific name is Pachyrhizus erosus. Ito ay nanggaling sa pamilya ng mga halaman na tawag natin na legumes or ito yung mga tawag natin na under the family Fabaceae. 
the family fabase, ito na yung mga halaman ngayon na kinakonsilyo natin as a good source of proteins. Specifically, kapag yung mismong buto or yung mismong um, fruit ang kakainin ng isang organism. So, pagdating dun sa kanilang buto, ito ay actually very high when it comes to its protein. But, ang parte ng halaman na kinakain natin pagdating sa hikama or sa singkamas, ito ay isang tuber or ito yung kanyang ugat. Ang pwede natin i-consume na parte niya, it is actually the vegetative part or isang vegetable ang singkamas. Kasi nga, ito ay Tuber, isa siyang gulay. Okay? Hindi inanggaling sa mismong bulaklak ang kinakain natin pagdating sa singkamas. And it actually originated in the South America. Then, ano na nga ba mga benefits sa makukuha ng katawan natin kapag nag-consume tayo ng singkamas? Well, first and foremost, mataas ang kanyang content ng fiber and at the same time, mababa ang carbohydrates na present sa vegetable na ito. Also, it is very high when it comes to its antioxidant content that it promotes digestion and good for our gut microfauna. And it could also aid in weight loss since mababa nga ang kanyang carbohydrate content at mataas din ang amount ng fiber na present dito sa kanyang tuber root. Then, pagdating naman sa mga possible carbs na maaaring makuha ng mga tao pagdating sa singkamas. Well, unlike ng ibang legumes na pwedeng kainin at sobrang edible ng kanilang fruits, pagdating sa singkamas, ang kanyang leaves and even ang beans or yung mismong buto at yung mismong fruit ng singkamas ay hindi talaga advisable na i-consume ng tao or ng kahit na anumang mammals. Since it is actually possessing here a compound known as retonin, and the retonin is a chemical compound na matatagpuan sa mga natural insecticides and pesticides and pesticides or maari to makapatay ng insekto, ng peste, pati ng mga isda. Basically, unlike ng ibang legumes ang kinakain natin dito ay yung kanilang buto or yung mismong fruits, in the case of the singkamas, ito na yung mismong tuber na kinoconsume natin. So, if some organisms would actually consume retonin, maari silang malason. Then, doon sa na-search ko, um, nagkaroon ng case dito ng retonin poisoning sa Thailand noong year 2005. Ang nalason ay isang 59-year-old na magsasaka na kung saan na-consume niya or kinain niya ngayon yung beans ng singkamas or ng hikama. Then, ito nga ay nag-lead to poisoning and lead to his demise. Then, the second plant on our list, it is now the eggplant or aubergine or yung kilala natin as talong with the scientific name of Solanum melongena. Now, Solanum melongena actually belong to the family known as the nightshade family or the family Solanaceae. Now, kaya sila tinawag na nightshade family, it is now because of some of the representative organisms nila ay nagre-resemble daw ng sun rays or just like what the name suggests, solanaceae from the term sun, okay? Specifically, sunberry. Then, pagdating sa talong, edible part po sa kanya ay yung kanyang fruit. Yes, ang eggplant or ang talong is an example of a fruit. Specifically, it is an example of a true berry. So, bakit nga ba tinawag natin na prutas ang talong? Because ang talong, ito ay nanggaling sa bulaklak. Kapag sinabi nating berries, sila na yung mga halaman ngayon, sila na yung mga prutas na merong totoong maraming buto. 
Okay, that's actually our definition of berries. And please take note, strawberries, raspberry, blueberries, blackberry, current berry are not true berries. Ang mga berries po, ang mga example natin dito ay, for instance, ang talong and even ang kamatis na mamimension po natin sa kantang bahay kubo. So, yun yung mga examples natin talaga ng berries. Sila yung mga true berries because they have or they possess seeds coming from many ovules on a single carpel. And ang eggplants, they actually originated from Southeast Asia. Then, ano nung nga ba mga benefits na makukuha ng katawan ng tao kapag nag-consume ng eggplant? Well, it possesses decent supply of potassium and fiber. And white eggplants are used in India to treat diabetes And the roots of these eggplants are utilized for anti-asthma. And it is actually possessing some antioxidants and even vitamin A na good for the eyesight and vitamin C for the immunity of a person. There is actually some possible harms pagdating sa pagkonsum ng talong. So, ang eggplants, they're actually possessing here a compound on asolanine. And the solanine... Um, in some researches, though hindi pa naman talaga ito properly established, adds inflammation and makes diseases like arthritis worse. But they are still considering here that there's actually a possibility that the solanine ang magiging reason kung bakit nga ba nagkakaroon ng inflammation kapag merong arthritis. Then, let's proceed to the third plant present on the list. It is now cigarillas. Now, marami sa atin ang hindi talaga aware kung ano nga ba ang cigarillas. But, its English name is actually winged bean. Tinatawag din ito na manila bean, goa bean, and even asparagus bean. Now, ang cigarillas, ito yung mayroon scientific name na Sopocarpus tetragonolobus. Ang cigarillas, kung titingnan talaga natin ito, and kung i-imagine ninyo, well, bibigyan ko naman talaga kayo ng guide when it comes to this. Pagdating sa ating fact sheet, so just um, consult our fact sheet after this, meron talaga itong mga flaps or meron itong mga corners na mukha talagang pakpak. Kay mukha itong winged bean. Kaya nga from the name itself, it is considered as a winged bean. Then it also belongs to the family of legumes, specifically known as the family Fabaceae. Sigarillas are actually native in Papua New Guinea. And ano no nga ba mga benefits na makukuha natin kapag kinain natin or kapag nag-consume tayo ng sigarillas, specifically its fruits? Well, the fruits of winged beans provides abundance of essential nutrients including protein complex, carbohydrates, B vitamins, calcium, iron, fiber, and vitamin C. Then, other than those different types of essential nutrients, there actually reduces headaches and migraines because of the presence of the tryptophan na present dito sa mga halaman na ito. Then, there are actually some concerns pagdating sa winged bean because the hulls of this plant can cause decrease in metabolic energy pagdating sa mga broilers or yung mga presence sa mga poultry farms. And, kahit na merong concern, um outdated na sort of yung study na yung nakita ko study it actually was conducted during the year 1980s. So sobrang tagal na. Kailangan na update pagdating sa study na ito. But so far yung pala naman nakikita ko na possible na harm pagdating sa pagkonsume ng sigarillas. Then then let's now proceed to the fourth plant na mentioned sa kantang bahay ko ba and that is now money or 
the peanuts or the earth nuts na merong scientific name na Arachis hypogea. Arachis hypogea belong to the family of legumes, family Fabaceae. At ito ay native ngayon sa South America. Okay, so now some fun facts when it comes to peanuts. Well, peanuts actually have some peculiar habits known as geocarpy. Na ito yung nangyayari na kung saan after ng fertilization at mawither yung flowers, yung fertilized ovule na ngayon, ito ay unti-unting mapupunta sa lupa. Okay, from the name of geocarpy. Na magde-develop na ngayon yung fruit sa ilalim ng lupa. Okay, na nangyayari doon sa mismong um, fruit na yun, it would actually function just like a root at hindi siya magde-develop kung ang soil ay kulang ng supply ng calcium. Kaya ang reason kung bakit nga ba merong mga peanuts na walang masyadong laman, ay there's actually a possibility na kulang sa calcium yung lupa na kailang pinagtaniman. Then, the benefits of peanuts. Peanuts are actually high in fat consisting of oleic and linoleic acids. They're also good source of proteins. Then, peanuts have very low glycemic index. It is now the measure on how quick carbohydrates enter the bloodstream after every meal. Then, meron din itong presence ng iba't ibang mga compounds. For instance, the presence of biotin na sobrang important during pregnancy. Then, meron din present na niacin or vitamin B3 ang mga peanuts that may be linked to a reduced risk of heart diseases. Then, meron din itong folate or folic acid the essential during pregnancy. Then, meron din itong copper and manganese for metabolism. Then, vitamin E as an antioxidant. Then, meron din itong thiamine, which is also known as vitamin B1, na bahala na ngayon para sa mismong energy ng individual na yon and at the same time, essential for the function of the heart muscles and nervous system. Then, ang pinaka-common na concern pagdating kay peanuts, ito na yung sensation ngayon na tinatawag natin na peanut allergy. Peanut allergy happens kapag nagkaroon ng reaction ng immune system at ito ay nag-overreact at nag-release ng sobrang daming chemicals sa mismong bloodstream natin. At yung common na chemicals na yun ay tinatawag natin na histamine. So ano nang ginagawa ngayon ni histamine? Ang histamine, ang nangyayari dito, ito ay actually nag-re-react dun sa iba't ibang mga cells na present sa katawan na in some cases it can actually lead to swelling na iba't ibang tissues ng katawan for instance the presence of the skin, the eyes, the nose and even the airways then even the intestine, the lungs and the blood vessels maaaring silang mag-undergan ngayon ng swelling na kung saan maaaring maging life-threatening sa isang tao well, well sobrang seryoso ng peanut allergies or any form of allergies kasi maraming tao na ang namatay with the presence of a severe case na tinatawag natin na anaphylaxis or ito yung tinatawag natin na anaphylactic shock na kung saan nagkakaroon na ng problem when it comes to breathing and swallowing yung isang tao na, na nakaka-experience ng allergic reactions then it could also lead to vomiting and diarrhea and it could lead to um a downward spike pagdating sa kanyang blood pressure, swelling of the lips, tongue, throat, and can cause death. Then, kapag ginakonsider natin yung gamot na madalas na ginagamit pagdating sa um, allergic reactions, pagdating sa mild reactions, ang ginagamit nila dito ay antihistamines. For instance, yung mayroon generic brand na Lotardine. Then, 
yun latter din ito yung mga non-drowsy. Then yung drowsy naman na nauri ng antihistamine, ito yung tinatawag natin na diphenhydramine. Na yung diphenhydramine, ito naman yung reason kung bakit nga ba possible na makatulog ka or antukin ka kapag ikaw ay nag-consume ng antihistamine. Okay? But for the severe conditions or severe cases, gumagamit na sila ngayon ng EpiPen or the epinephrine shots. Bakit nga ba sobrang talamak ng peanuts pagdating sa allergies? Well, it is actually because of the 16 protein allergens na present sa kanila. Pero yung pinaka-abundant dito, ito yung natin na ARAH1, ARAH2, and ARAH3. Ito yung mga common allergens na nagiging storage protein na responsible for the storage of amino acids utilized during germination and seed growth. So, these are some of the proteins sa ariso kung bakit nga ba possible na magkaroon ka ng allergic reactions pagdating sa pagkain ng manik. Then, the fifth plant, the presence sa kantang bahay kubo, we now have here sitaw, or with the common name of spring beans or yardlong beans or asparagus beans, with the scientific name of Vigna unguviculata, subspecies sesquipedalis. Or, ang Vigna unguviculata, ito na ngayon ay merong subspecies na ang reason kung bakit nga ba ang spring beans is actually an example of a subspecies or ito ay possible na cultivar o kaya naman ito ay dinevelop lang or na-cultivate lang. Okay? It actually belong to the family Fabaceae also. Isa siyang legume and native to Southeast Asia and South China. Now, the benefits of consuming sitaw, it is a good source of protein, vitamin A, thiamine, riboflavin, iron, phosphorus, and potassium, and even the presence of folic acid and fiber. Then, then the next one on our list, it is now the presence of bataw. Okay, bataw, it is possessing a common name of hyacinth bean with the scientific name of lablab purpureus. So, ang bataw, ito ay galing din sa family of legumes, family Fabaceae, and it is actually abundant in India, South Asia, and Southeast Asia. Then, what are the different benefits sa pagkain na ng bataw? It is actually possessing high content of vitamin D, calcium, phosphorus, which is used for the strengthening of the teeth and bones. Then, it also helps in the strengthening of the jaw bone, mineral density, and tooth enamel that keeps the teeth locked in place. Pagdating sa bataw, um, just like other types of food products na kapag ito ay sobrang dami, ito ay makakasama na sa katawan mo. Na kapag nakapag-consume ka, for instance, ng raw hyacinth beans, it can actually contain the chemical compound known as cyanogenic glycosides, which can actually be poisonous kapag ito ay nasa katawan na ng tao. So just be cautious sa pagkain ng iba't ibang mga halaman, talo na kung unaware kayo sa kung ano nga ba itsura nila. And speaking of which, ang itsura po ng bataw, it is actually possessing color purple na stem and even ng kanyang pod ay kulay purple din. Depende na nga lang sa um, variation na present dun sa lugar ninyo. So the next plant on our list is now another member of the family Fabaceae and it is now known as Patani or the Lima Bean, Butter Bean, or Madagascar Bean with the scientific name of Pasholus Lunatus. It actually originated in Mexico and the Patani, just like what we mentioned earlier when it comes to sitaw, bataw, and even mani, those are examples of fruits. Then, ano nga ba ang kanilang um, benefits pagdating sa tao? They are good source of dietary fibers, 
help to reduce blood sugar levels and lower cholesterol and insoluble fibers. Then meron itong mga compounds known as calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, sodium, iron, vitamin B6. Then that vitamin B6 is also known as pyridoxine that actually helps the body to use and store energy from proteins and carbohydrates and metabolism. So those are actually the different benefits that we could get pagdating kay patani. Then, on the downside ng pag-consume ng, ng patani, well, many beans, kapag sila ay hindi naluto, it can actually contain the toxin known as phytohemagglutinin, which causes erythrocytes or red blood cells and even the leukocytes or white blood cells to clump. Then, it can actually lead to nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. And even ang patani or ang lima bean, it contain anti-nutrient uh, materials known as phytic acids, saponin, oxalate, tannin, and trypsin. Ito yung mga inhibitor that inhibits the absorption of nutrients in the animals and can cause damage to some organs. So, magluto ka lang. Luto, iluto mo lang yun. Um, matatanggal na ngayon yung ilan doon sa mga possible na um, inhibitors sa present and at the same time, the um, phytotoxin na present dito sa halaman na ito. So, that's the thing about patani. Then, the next plant na mention sa kantang bahay kubo, it is now the kondol. Or, ang kondol, ang kanyang common name, it is actually the winter melon. And yes, ang ginagamit na winter melon pagdating sa milk tea, ito ay nanggaling sa kondol. Well, ang kondol, it is also known as the wax gourd. It is also known as the wax gourd, white gourd, or ash pumpkin. With the scientific name of Benincasa pruriens hispida, or also known as Benincasa hispida. The family Cucurbitaceae, they're also known as the gourd or the cucumber family. And ang kundol, ito ay actually native sa South and Southeast Asia. Um, also, they could be native on Java, Indonesia, and in Japan. So, yun yung ilan doon sa mga lugar na kung saan nga ba native ang kundol. And doon yung talaga mapapasin na sobrang na-utilize ang kundol or winter melon sa mga lugar na yun because it actually contains a lot of benefits. Well, majority, actually puro benefits ang nakuha ko pagdating sa halaman na ito at wala akong nakita ng downside pagdating sa kundol. Now, traditionally, it is actually used as laxative or para mapabilis ang pagdumi. It is also a diuretic para naman mapaihi. It could also be a form of tonic, aprodisiac or pagpapataas ng libido, cardiotonic or ginagamit naman pagdating sa puso, and even in the case of jaundice or ito yung pamamanas, dyspepsia or ito naman yung build up ng hangin or um, discomfort pagdating sa ating sikmura, then urinary calculi, blood disease, insanity, epilepsy, fever, and menstrual disorder. Pagdating sa oriental medicine, ang ugat ng winter melon, ito ay ginagamit ngayon para sa treatment ng gonorrhea or sexually transmitted infections. Now, when it comes to the Korean Medical Encyclopedia, Dogoy Bojam, um, na-mention dito na effective daw against diabetes, um, liver disease, and even nagagamit din ito for detoxification and even the removal of fever and strengthening of the different functions ng liver and intestine. Yung daw ang nagagawa ng kondol or ng winter melon. 
Then when it comes to the different evaluated pharmacological activities, it could be anti-ulcer, it could possess here anti-diarrheal and even anti-compulsive and anti-depressant. It could also be gastroprotective and renoprotective. Yun yung mga pwedeng benefits na makuha natin sa pag-consume ng kondol. But please consider if you're going to consume kondol at ito ay gagawin yung flavor ng milk tea. Please, wag naman ninyong laklakin ang milk tea. Since, there is now possessing a lot of sugar at maaari ito mag-cause sa mas malala pang mga sakit. Just like the presence of diabetes and sugar dependency. Okay? Then, the next plant on our list, we now have here patola. Now, patola, it also comes from the family Cucurbitaceae and it is also known as sponge gourd or angled lupa or Chinese okra or vegetable gourd. And it is possessing the scientific name lupa acutangula. The lupa acutangula is actually native in Central and Eastern Asia to Southeast Asia. The Lupa Egyptica is the common sponge na yung possible na napapansin ninyo pagdating sa mga grocery na nakasabit na mukhang sponge pero ito talaga ay isang halaman. Specifically, ito ay isang kamag-anak ng patola. Pinapatuyo ito na tinatanggal lang yung mga um, flesh na hindi naman kinakailangan. So, yun yung ginagawa nila. Then, kapag nag-consume kayo ng patola, The plant is actually used in jaundice, just like what I mentioned earlier. Diabetes, hemorrhoids, and even dysentery, headache, ringworm infection, and leprosy. Ilan yun doon sa mga benefits na pwede natin makuha mula sa patola? Not only the fruit, but also other parts. For instance, the leaves, seeds, ilan lang po yun doon sa mga possible na um, paggamitan ngayon ng patola. Then, meron chemical compounds ng patola known as flavonoids. Then, meron din tayo tawag dito na saponin, volatile components, and phytoconstituents. After ng patola, let's now proceed with the next plant present in the Songbahay Kubo that is now upo. Ang upo, it is also known as bottle gourd or calabash, long melon, new guinea bean, and Tasmanian bean with the scientific name of Lagenaria cesarea. Now, ang upo, it also belong to the family Cucurbitaceae and ang origin nito is unclear kung saan specifically sa Asia. Now, meron iba't ibang mga shape ang upo. Well, ang pinakakoma sa Pilipinas, ito yung um, slim elongated shape. Then, meron din tayong tinatawag dito na serpent shape or pwede rin naman ito na merong pear shape na ginagawang bote ng ibang mga bansa. Dried calabashes and gourd are used as utensils and dinnerware like bowls, bottles, and puppets. Yes, even puppets sa Africa. Um, sa China, ginagawang bottles yung mga pear-shaped na upo. While, do you know, dito sa Pilipinas, ang original talaga na design ng salakot ay nanggaling sa isang upo. Yes, ang pinatuyong upo, itong original talaga na itsura ng isang salakot. Well, obviously, yung upo na hindi siya yung elongated, ha? Kasi yung kilala natin na upo ngayon yung elongated. Um, during the time, specifically of Diego Silang, okay, this national hero na makikita natin nakasuot ng isang salakot, yung salakot na yun ni Diego Silang ay gawa sa upo. 
just a fun fact, okay? Gawa po ito sa upo. Kasi ginagawa nila pag sa upo, dati ang shape nito ay halos ka-shape ng kalabasa or sobrang circular. Then, they're going to cut it in half, then patutuyuin, then that's it. It is a containing the different fibers. Pwede nila nilagyan ng varnish para maging mas smooth o kaya naman ay mas maging water resistant. Pero as is, after itong patuyuin, pwede na itong gamitin as salakot. And you can actually check some salakot kapag available na sa um, National Museum. Then pagdating naman sa India, ang upo, ito ay pinapatuyo at ginagamit na portion or part ng sitar musical instrument na mukha siyang gitara. Pagdating naman din sa mga possible na harm na pwedeng ibigay ng upo, the bitter taste of the different members ng family Cucurbitaceae contain Cucurbitacin that are known to be cytotoxic at high concentration and can cause stomach ulcer. Kapag hindi properly naluto ang mga halaman na ito, mataas talaga ang chances that we could actually acquire these different types of toxins. Now, tapos na tayo sa unang sampung halaman pagdating sa kantang bahay kubo na pag-usapan natin ng singkamas, talong, sigarilyas, mani, sitaw, bataw, patani, kundol, patola, at upo. Now, let's talk about kalabasa. Now, pagdating sa kalabasa, um, actually, meron tayong dalawang tawag sa kanya. It could either be a pumpkin or a squash. But please take note, magkaiba ang scientific name ng pumpkin at ng squash. Kung tutusin dito sa Pilipinas, ang pinakilala natin ay yung tinatawag natin na kalabasang Tagalog or yung tinatawag natin na pumpkin. Okay? The pumpkin it is actually possessing the scientific name of Cucurbita Maxima. Cucurbita Maxima for the pumpkin while for the squash, ang kanyang scientific name naman is Cucurbita Pepo. Then, from the name itself, they also belong to the family Cucurbitaceae at yung fruit ng kalabasa ang kinokonsume natin. Pero in some cases, even ang kanyang flower ay pwede rin i-consume. Then, it is actually native to North America and in the northeastern Mexico, dito nagsimula yung domestication ng kalabasa as early as 7,500 BC. Then, pagdating sa benefits ang makukuha natin pagdating sa kalabasa, it is actually possessing here beta-carotene that provide color orange pagdating sa mga fruits na yun, and the body converts any ingested beta-carotene into vitamin A, which reduces the risk of developing certain types of cancer. Then, it offers protection against asthma and heart diseases, and decrease the risk of age-related macular degeneration or panlalabo ng mata. Then, pagdating sa mga makukonsume natin na iba't iba mga compound sa kalabasa, um, it could also regulate blood pressure and it provides fiber, potassium, and even vitamin C. Now, ito yung concern natin pagdating sa pagkain ng sobrang daming kalabasa. Well, actually, na-encounter to na ibang bata na ang kalabasa kasi it is actually containing her natural laxatives or pampatae. Ang problema, baka kasi biglang masyadong maging mabilis ngayon ang pagdumi ng isang bata and ang mangyayari ay hindi na ma-acquire yung mga kailangan na nutrients or compounds na present dun sa kanyang i-consume na food product. Then, it can also cause allergic reactions just like in the form of dermatitis, swelling of the lips and face that is actually because of the food intolerance na almost the same case lang din na kung bakit nga ba nagkakaroon naman ng peanut allergies. Then now for the 12th plant, we have labanos 
also known as white radish or daikon radish or muli. And it is actually possessing the scientific name Raphanus sativus, subspecies Longipinatus. Ang daikon radish or the white radish, it actually belongs to another family. It belongs to the family Brassicaceae or the cabbage or the mustard family. Ang labanos, ito ay native sa North China and Japan. Then, when it comes to the different delicacies, um, ginagawa siyang pickled radish sa Japan and even in North and South Korea. Then, ang tawag naman kay radish sa Hong Kong, it is known as turnip. Kaya yung turnip cake na present sa Hong Kong is actually an example of a dish made out of daikon radish. Then, ang daikon, it is actually a good source of calcium, magnesium, potassium, copper, and very high amount of vitamin C and folate. Responsible for cellular growth, red blood cell production, and DNA synthesis. It is important during pregnancy because it possesses integral role in the growth and development of the baby. Then, it is also possessing polyphenol antioxidants known as peluric acid and quercetina. Both have an anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, and immune-boosting properties. Then, ang daikon radish, kinukonsider din siya as acrocytharus, na ito yung mga compounds that can actually protect against cancer and um, other types of it, just like colon cancer, lung cancer, breast cancer, and the likes, okay? But remember, moderate consumption of daikon is enough or okay, but too much consumption could lead to unpleasant bloating, then possibility the presence of stomach and duodenal ulcer, also chronic gastrointestinal disease and even dysfunction in the thyroid glands and even stones in the bile duct. So ilan yun sa mga possible na maging problema kapag parating kumakain ng labanos. Then the 13th plant in the song Bahay Kubo, we now have here Mustasa. Now, Mustasa, it is actually possessing here the scientific name Brassica Junsea, subspecies Integrifolia. Okay? Or ito yung mustard plant. It also belongs to the family Brassicaceae. Na, ito ay native ngayon sa Himalayan region of India. Na, ngayon ay modern day India, Nepal, and China. And we are now consuming here the leaves pagdating kay Mustasa. Kung kay radish, I forgot to mention pala earlier, kay radish, ang kinoconsume natin dito ay ang kanyang top root, which is an example of a vegetable. Kay mustasa, ang kinoconsume naman natin dito ay yung leaves, which is also an example of a vegetable. Now, um, dietary facts. Low in calories and high in fiber and many essential vitamins and minerals and excellent source of calcium and potassium ang mustard. Then, It is also rich in disease-fighting antioxidants, anthocyanins which can be linked to a reduced risk of heart disease, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. It could also boost immunity and the eye with the presence of vitamin C and vitamin A. Then it could also benefit the heart health. Then it possesses bile acid binding effect which have greater cholesterol lowering potential and anti-cancer effect. Now, In the case of the presence of some concerns pagdating sa pag-consume ng mustard, mustard greens are generally healthy but high in vitamin K that it can actually interfere in blood thinning medication. If ever man na meron sa inyo nang umiinom ng aspirin, uh, maaari maka-apekto ito pagdating dito sa mga blood thinners na ito. And actually, it possesses here a compound which can increase the risk of kidney stones 
on a patient. Then, the 14th plant mentioned in the song Bahay Kubo, it is now Sibuyas, which is also known as onion, shallot, yellow or brown onion, red or purple onion, and white onion. So those are the different types of onions with the scientific name of Allium sepa. It actually belongs to the family Amaryllidaceae. Then, it is actually possessing fleshy leaves in the form of bulb. So, ibig sabihin nito, ang sibuyas ay isa ring vegetable, okay? And, onions can make orange-brown dye kapag sila ay pinakuluan at nilagay dun sa um, bagong kulang tubig na yon yung damit na kulay puti or kung anumang um, ilalagay ninyo para magkaroon ng natural dye. Then, Onions are actually packed with nutrients high in vitamin C, vitamin B, and vitamin K. Then, they are utilized for normal cell function, fluid balance, nerve transmission, kidney function, muscle contraction. Then, some antioxidants are utilized to fight inflammation, decrease triglycerides, reduce cholesterol levels. Then, it also possesses anthocyanins which are found to protect against certain types of cancer and diabetes. And, as mentioned, it is possessing cancer-fighting properties and help control blood sugar. Now, onions are actually toxic to dogs, cats, guinea pigs, and many animals. It is actually because of the sulfoxamide and sulfides which can induce a disease called Heinz body anemia that leads to the damage of red blood cells. Nung mga hayop na yun. Then the 15th plant in the song Bahay Kubo, we now have here Kamatis or also known as Tomato with the scientific name of Solanum lycopersicum. Tomato, just like what I mentioned earlier, it belongs to the family Solanaceae. And just like the eggplant, it is also an example of a true berry. So it is native to South America and domesticated and cultivated in Mexico at around 500 BC. Now, tomato is the main dietary source of antioxidant lycopene that is utilized to reduce the risk of heart diseases and even cancer. Then, it is a great source of vitamin C, potassium, folate, and vitamin K. Then, it is also possessing beta-carotene, naringenine, Then, tomato it is actually possessing beta-carotene, that could actually aid in the lowering of blood pressure and the decrease in the inflammation whenever there are different types of conditions na present doon sa katawan ng isang organism or ng tao na yun. Then, tomato could also be used for cancer prevention, specifically of the prostate, the lungs, the stomach, and breast cancer. So, basically, those are actually some of the different things na present ngayong tay kamatis. Well, actually, alam nyo ba na ang eggplant or ang talong at ang kamatis ay kamag-anak din nila ang patatas? Now, for the 16th plant, malapit na tayo matapos. We have here the presence of bawang or the garlic, which is now possessing the scientific name Allium sativum. Then, it is actually under the family Amaryllidaceae or the bawang and onion belong to the same family na pareho silang merong bulb. Well, actually, yung pinagkaiba ng garlic bulb, ito na yung presence ngayon na ng mga tinatawag natin na cloves. Okay? One clove of garlic, it is actually an example of a specialized leaf. So, bawat isa sa kanila ay dahon. Specialized leaf po yung mga yan. 
Then garlic actually contain allicin which is a very potent na antimicrobials. Then ang garlic it also improve cholesterol levels and may lower the risk of heart diseases because of the presence of high triglycerides. Then it also contain antioxidants that may prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. But its downside is that it can actually give you bad breath, burning sensation, heartburn, um, unwanted gas on your stomach, nausea, vomiting, body odor, and diarrhea. So those are just some of the different things that might happen to anyone kapag sila ay nag-consume ng garlic. But that is definitely much better than the fictional vampires or any creatures that is lurking in the dark when it comes to the presence of garlic. And now we have here plant number 17 which is Luya or Ginger. Now, the ginger, it is now possessing the scientific name of Zinziber officinale because it actually belongs to the family known as Zinziberaceae or the lily family. Now, other than ginger, ano pa nga ba yung ibang mga kasama sa family Zinziberaceae? It also include cardamom and turmeric. Na ang kinokonsume na natin ngayon dito, it is actually the rhizome. Okay? Kapag rhizome ang usapan, it is now the presence of the roots. So, ang roots na ito, it is just a specialized part of these plants na kung saan ito ay considered as a vegetable. Then, kung tutuusin yung mga benefits sa possible na makuha sa luya, it actually contains gingerol and it is used to aid in digestion, reduce nausea, help fight flu and common cold symptoms, it could treat morning sickness para dun sa mga nagdadalang tao, it can help in weight loss, then... It can also help in osteoarthritis, can drastically lower blood sugars and improve heart health when it comes to the presence of the different risk factors. It may significantly reduce menstrual pain, then could actually be utilized for the prevention of cancer and Alzheimer. So those are just actually some of the differences that you should remember when it comes to the presence of ginger. And lastly, the very last plant mentioned in the Song Bahay Kubo, it is now Linga or also known as the Sesamum Indicum or the Sesame Plant. Okay, when it comes to Linga, it actually belongs to the family known as Family Pedaliaceae and it actually originated in Africa and in India. Some of some concerns pagdating dito, it is actually one of the oldest seed crop na kung saan pinipiga nila ngayon ang sesame na present sa mga pudsa yun, pinapatuyon. Then lastly, ito yung ginagamit ngayon pagdating sa iba't ibang delicacies and even food. Then there are actually a lot of benefits pagdating kay sesame seed. We have the following. It's actually a good source of fiber. It may lower cholesterol and triglycerides. Then sesame could also help lower blood pressure and also support healthy bones and reduce inflammations. Now, unlike ng mga halaman na present sa kantang bahay kubo, pagdating kay linga, ang kinakain natin dito is the seed. Okay? Hindi natin kinakain dito yung pod, hindi natin kinakain dito yung vegetative parts, but rather we are consuming here the seeds. So, kung tutuusin, pagdating sa kantang bahay kubo, if you're going to have a recall, gano'ng karami ngayon ang prutas sa kantang bahay kubo? Meron tayong talong, Sigarillas, mani, sitaw, bataw, patani, kundol, patola, upo, kalabasa, then kamatis. 
we have a total of 11 plants na kinokonsilyo natin sa kantang bahay kubo as fruits in botany perspective. Then when it comes to the vegetables, we have singkamas, labanos, mustasa, sibuyas, bawang, at luya. So basically, we have a total of 6. So how many families are actually mentioned in the song Bahay Kubo? Well, we have here the first one, the presence of Fabasii. We have 6 members of the family Fabasii in the song Bahay Kubo. We have Singkamas, Sigarillas, Mani, Sitaw, Bataw, Patani. So those are legumes. Then, the next one, we have the presence of the Cucurbitaceae or the Cucumber family. Okay? It includes Kundol, Patola, Upo, Kalabasa. Then the next one, we have the family Solanaceae. In the family Solanaceae, it is now the presence of Onion, and garlic. So, two members for the family Solanaceae. Then, the next one, family Brassicaceae. For the family Brassicaceae, we have here the presence of Labanus and Mustasa. So, we have here a total of two. Then, the next one, we have the presence of Amrilidaceae or the family of onion and garlic. Then, one representative each for the Zinzibaraceae and Pedaliaceae with a total of 18 plants. We have 15 eudicots known as singkamas, talong, sigarillas, mani, sitaw, bataw, patani, kundol, patola, upo, kalabasa, labanos, mustasa, kamatis, at linga. Those 15 plants are considered as eudicots, while the remaining three we have sibuyas, Bawang at Luya, all of them are examples of monocots. So remember, hindi ba sabihin na nakalagay sa kantang bahay kubo kailangan na natin ilagay sa pedestal ang mga halaman na ito? No, ang importante dito ay meron silang nagagawang mabuti para sa bawat isa sa atin at properly na kinokonsume natin hindi lang ang mga halaman na mentioned dito sa kantang bahay kubo kundi pati na rin ang mga halaman na maari makatulong sa bawat isa sa atin. So that is now the end of our discussion. So if you have comments, questions, clarifications, and suggestions for future topics or want to collaborate with Sir Red, you can reach him through the socials of Hainayinatagham, which is at Hainayinatagham, or you can send an email at Hainayinatagham at thebunkph.com. Hainay na Tagham is already a part of The Bunk Collective. If you want to know more about The Bunk Collective, you can visit the official website of The Collective which is thebunkph.com or you can follow their socials at thebunkph or you can follow their socials at thebunkph on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even you can subscribe on their YouTube channel. And lastly, if you want to engage and interact with me, you can give me a follow on my Twitter Instagram page that is at Red Anatomy. Mali, ito ang inyong gurong lakan mula sa bulakan sa Red and this is Hainay na Tagham, the podcast. Hainayan, magpakailanman. Paalam! Paalam!